0: Thanks, Paulette. I, I tell you, this is the third week I've done this and every week the intros have got decreasingly complimentary. So I just want Pat Pat Saunders, I mean you would have thought I was the best thing since sliced bread when Pat got up there and gave an intro and then Kerry Brock last week. Well he's an okay guy, but you know, maybe listen to him and now it's just here's Lincoln Cock. No, no, Love Paulette. Love Paulette. Good to be good to be with y'all. I, I, you know this topic. I was telling a few folks in the audience. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, I got somehow I got ministry, uh, serving and loving others, and I was like, wow, if you can't like enjoy teaching that topic, I think maybe you need to check in your card. And as I think Pat said, maybe you shouldn't even be here, maybe or whatever. <laughs> so maybe this isn't a hard. Maybe they just gave it to me because they thought there was an easy topic to teach, but I don't know. But anyway, so uh oh, Penny. I'm just going to keep talking. Okay, so I, I will share this while she's checking me out here. We actually came in early and we made sure everything was working, but then we went to worship. But I, I love the the. Uh, whoop, there we go. I just love that the picture though of that winding road and the way, and this was kind of the analogy or metaphor, I'm not sure which it is that I shared, but I remember when my oldest son, he went to the University of Arkansas, so it's an eight-hour drive, and uh, it was really like that drive that had some parts of the way that were, I mean, from Memphis to Little Rock, for those of you who've done it, it seemed like there's three times the truck drivers on that section of the road, and you just know you're always going to have to navigate that, and it just seemed like they're always working on it or something. So there's parts of the road that are challenging, and then you kind of get to the other side of Little Rock and kind of get up into the Ozarks, and it's really beautiful. So it just made me think about that ministry, that's kind of the way it is, is that you know there are, there are kind of those rough spots in the way, and then there's those places that will just that will be more redemptive than probably you ever could have imagined. But they're, but they're all part of the way. So we're all trying to do something, you know, to end up, you know, kind of, I mean, again, and I really, actually, I meant before I got even started, I I just really want to say, I mean, uh, I could not think of Miss Mary. Uh, I did not know her well. I know many of you in this room probably knew her very well. But I did have several interactions with her. But I really, uh, I always walk out of these funerals of these amazing people that have been part of this church family and I, I told Pat, I said, I just walk out inspired because I want to be a better person. I want to be, we just have so many people, and again, many of this in this room are those people, but we have so many people that have really kind of showed us and modeled a great way to live and a great way to serve. And again, as I said there yesterday, again, I just challenged, when, when just thinking about choosing joy every day, That's something that everybody can take. Anyway, I'm just saying, it's hard hard to sit here in front of you today and not mention that or whatever. It was such a beautiful service. And then today, Miss Betty, I mean, she's literally one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, I I, I don't, even though she was dealing with Bill's uh, health challenges and stuff, I never saw anything but smiles. I mean, I never saw anything but smiles. I mean, again, I... Pam knows this, this is, this is one of my weaknesses. Sometimes I do see things happen in our world and I can let it get me a little bit down. Uh, maybe it's just my personality, I'm just being very transparent. But when I think about the thing that I, that's bothering me in comparison to so many things that people are dealing with, and that's one very common theme. I, I am gonna try and share a few of the things we did talk about in the other two classes that, I've, that have uh, dealt with this topic. But That's a very common theme has been we serve best when we don't think of ourselves at all. Serving others allows us to get the focus off of ourselves and get it on other people. And that's been a very common theme, and people have shared that. I've even got I, y'all are in for a real treat today. My wife is even going to share just a small, little, brief story today. Uh, and y'all, if y'all know my wife at all, she's very, she's the best person I know. But he's standing in front of people is not the most comfortable thing for her. But she's going to share something a little bit later. Okay. We gotta get going, and I apologize. Uh, oh, I got one last thing though. <laughs> so, the first two weeks, when I was prepping and going through the slides and prepping for this class, there's a song, and actually, we—it's probably at least 15 years old now. But it was a song that when our boys were young. We get emotional when our boys were young. We shared with them uh, because we wanted it to be—we wanted it to be kind of a little bit of a kind of a, I don't know, a mantra, if you will, for how that how they went about life. And it's a group called Point of Grace. It's an all-female group. Uh, it's a song called How You Live. It's actually called Turn Up the Music, which anybody knows me, That's I like that theme, turning up the music. But uh, So actually, the first two weeks, I just shared it with them. I just gave them the name, the title, and told them to go back and look at it. But since most of y'all don't have any kids to go pick up, you don't have anything. After class is over, I'm not going to use class time for it, but after class is over, I'm going to probably pull that up on YouTube and share a video with you all. So if you all want to hang around for that when class is officially over, we'll try to do that. But it's it's just a sweet song. But I, I really think, especially today, it's pertinent because you start listening to the lyrics and you think of Mary Williams. And you'll understand. If you don't know the song, I was surprised that I many people didn't know the song as as it was the first two weeks. So anyway, that'll be a little treat I'll share for you all Okay, got to get going. Okay. Uh, anyway, but t- just kind of thinking of that you know, that topic of the way, first century Christians spoke of belonging to the way to communicate that they were on a transformational journey of discipleship that differed in appearance from what most Jewish people were understanding at the time. The countercultural movement following Jesus of Nazareth upended, upended their way of life and leaned into the opportunity to live as new creations experiencing abundant life. Some 2,000 years have gone by and we still feel called to follow Jesus and walk in the way. So the first, the first question again, this has had a lot of good discussion, um, but I am always love to tap into the wisdom of this group. Is it easier for you to serve people you know or strangers and why? And we've had a lot of really amazing discussion on this, but I would love to hear some of y'all's thoughts. And I am comfortable with awkward silence. (laughs) Not too long, though. You know, I always think, I've come to think that sometimes awkward silence is good because if if you are, and here I am talking during the awkward (laughs) silence, but if you're challenging yourself, if this is causing, it's pricking your heart in some way, then if, we, if nothing is said here and I just be quiet, then we it's something positive has been gained. So Lincoln,
1: I think a whole lot of it has to do with a person's personality.
0: Yeah.
2: That question.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: I'll bring up another question. Part part of it for me would be what well, way and I've been so in other words are equal my comfort level, and I know that makes it about me, and I, it really should be about me. Have a certain comfort level that, depending on what I'm called to do, would allow me to be easier for friends and family than with strangers. And then right. with other things for strangers, I could approach them in a different way, just depending on what I feel called to, to do.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh I wish
0: Yes. That's a hard one for me to answer. Yeah. Um
3: somebody you know, you know their needs. And you
0: know what you need to
3: do and help them out. And uh, strangers you really don't know and you're paying the But if I have needs that you see,
2: that uh, would be my If you see the needs, it's, it's easy. But if you were just getting to know them, you really don't know them back then. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. It seems it takes more commitment to serve someone you know, because that just begins a journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you serve a need there, you begin to understand a further, to yeah. to and it puts you on a road. Right. If you it's a stranger, it's sort of a one time deal. It's a one time episode right. and you really don't get to know 'em well, you don't really get to know what he needs, so it's worth a one shop You have a drive in yeah at the at the Hamburg Yeah. The other you sit down at the table and you talk and you get to know
3: 'em. Yeah. So it's worth doing.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. This may sound terrible but <laughs> I doubt know, it. There are people that we know
3: that I've known that if I see them come towards me, I'd do anything I could
2: to try to avoid them. Because you know their needs are so great or there's just something about them that it's really hard to relate to them. And so you have all kinds of extremes about people you know, uh, some of whom you would drop what you were doing to serve, and, and others that you you know you're getting into a big mess if you even try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Good point. You have
0: both, not both, but the things you said really are consistent with some of the things that have been said in the prior two weeks. Serving strangers was said, and I think this has kind of been echoed here, is that sometimes it it seems a little more selfless because you're probably not going to get anything reciprocal, but that truly serving people you know can be more challenging because there's more accountability there's more of the commitment, exactly. So again, that's interesting that some of the same thing. And Krinx's, y'all need to meet the crows back here because they spent 13 years in New Jersey, right? Did I hear that? So, right? New Jersey, right? I know, but you were in New Jersey though. They were 13 years. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just putting y'all together so y'all can talk. Okay, I like to connect people. That's kind of what I did. Okay, so I would mentioned them, right? I told you Krinx, okay, all right. Uh well good. Well let's move on. Let's keep keep the conversation going. When we fail to live lives of ministry live lives of ministry to others, we are not experiencing full, abundant life in the way Jesus intended. It's a little bit different. Why are we called to serve and love our neighbors? Mm. Well, maybe it's because, you know, throughout Scripture, God has been passionate about loving humans. When we love God's image bearers, we love God. Genesis 127. Uh, Jeff, would you read that for us?
1: So God created humans in His image, in the image of God He created them.
0: And read again for me, if you would. You
1: shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, for you shall love your neighbor as yourself.
0: I am the Lord. Okay, we're going to show a real quick little video here, and this will be very familiar to, to a lot of you, maybe all of you, I don't know. But we're not going to listen to the full song, but be listening for a key phrase that's mentioned in this discourse from Les Mis. Oh, it's on mute. Hold on. Hey. It was on
3: mute. Sorry. You see me before I think, where's
4: the thing?
0: Turn up the volume. I think. Sorry, this was one. So how have you experienced the iconic line, to love another person is to see the face of God to be true in your own life. So I, I really did want to share, like, the first two weeks, one person shared the example of their daughter uh, uh, kind of befriending a, a child with special needs at their school. And the thing that was really neat is that both of these stories that I'm going to share, both of them got very emotional and sharing them, like their the tears came to their eyes thinking about it. But that was a father sharing that about his daughter. It was amazing she, how she came home and was telling this story about befriending this special need child. And then just last week, somebody shared the fact that they'd gone through. They had a good friend that they had encouraged many, many times that was dealing with addiction. And and just when they thought they were had about turned it around, they would go back in, and it was just, just that whole. It was years and years of commitment. And sticking with it, but that now this person is finally truly sober, and is and is kind of licked it, and just really got very emotional about sharing that. And I want to hear from y'all, but I'm going to give my wife a chance now to share this really brief story, real brief. Okay,
4: I'll make it brief. While y'all are thinking of your answers, this is I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just a story I think y'all will enjoy. Um, we were doing Room in the Inn, this was a couple of years ago, and our son, Seth, who was about 23 at the time, probably, um, was in town, and he he's the one who lives in Arkansas. He was in town, and he said, I'll spend the night. They needed someone to spend the night, so great. So I'm in the kitchen, sir, you know, getting with some friends, getting ready to serve, and um, Seth comes in with all his stuff, and a few minutes later, one of the our guests come in and come up to the kitchen and looking for a bag. They need big enough. Finally, we figure out big enough for a sleeping bag. And so we're like, okay, we find him in a garbage bag. And he's and he's just being, he is talking about this boy, this man that has given him his sleeping bag. And he is just, just thrilled. And you'd think he'd want to in a I mean, you know, that he's got a sleeping bag. So, and then I figure out it's Seth, And I'm just like, <laughs> 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 nice stomach <laughs> you
3: know, you know, I'm just, just proud, you know. And look at me,
0: look at me, look at what my good mother I am. Anyway, <laughs> so he comes in a few minutes later. He says, "Mom, hope you don't mind. I just gave him my dad's sleeping bag." Yeah, he had to buy me a new sleeping bag to replace. That. I did make you replace <laughs> No, nah, I thought y'all get a kick out of that, but no. Nah. But seriously, I'd love to hear. Anybody have something to share? Lincoln. Yeah, probably. I
4: have an 11-day-old year, year, eleven year, eleven great-nephew. And to see him the day he was born, knowing that his mother had had trouble getting pregnant, and we had waited for this baby to be born, and it was to see the face of God.
3: Yeah. The of yeah. And I have pictures of him.
0: Kent, <laughs> yeah. I see you back there.
3: Yeah, we host a small group at our house. The life group, and um, uh, one of our members, one of our life group members, who has never attended, group, um, but she comes to our group quite regularly, and uh, the group decided uh, after Christmas they wanted to do something with that, and so Debbie and I were able to be the ones that delivered a gift to her yesterday, and uh, it was a joy to have the the duty of being
0: the one to deliver a gift from a group yes. to a member of our group
3: that uh, uh, is yet seeking. So it's yeah. very painful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jeff? Yes. Um, I used to drive a FedEx truck. And it, was,
1: it was crazy because I would pull up at a stop sign or a stoplight and a car would pull up beside me and a child in the back seat would roll the window down <laughs> and look at me and smile. And I would <laughs> smile back and it just, the smile of a child is, there's, there's, there's nothing like it. And it's, yeah. it's God looking at you. Mm-hmm. And when you smile back at that child, it's you passing the realizing I that God is standing right like there He tells us always, be looking around because I am everything. Yeah. Like a child's face, when a child smiles,
3: it's just it's so beautiful.
0: Anybody else want to share with Yeah,
3: That just brought to mind, I think uh, Mother Teresa, they asked her one time about how she dealt with the poor and she, uh, in such a of she said something that very effective, she looked into her face and sees the face of God. Yeah. But
0: you know, uh, consistent with some of the things you've shared and some of the things the first couple weeks. I mean, it really is true that if when we we go into this thinking that we're really doing something for them, (laughs) we're really, we got it backwards. Because it really is, it really is, they're going to be giving to us. You know, and that's, you know, I think that's one thing that we, you know, try to do with a lot of the ministries we do is they're like our honored guests. They're our, you know, we're there to serve them, but... Anyway. anyway, Great. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for sharing. Jesus exemplified service and love of others. Being a Jesus follower means you serve and love others the way Jesus did. Uh, Gail, would you read?
3: Here for me? You have
4: heard it said, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Mm. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is
0: perfect. Continue for me, please.
4: The second is this: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these.
0: You know, scriptures that I recall from my youth that always were brought up with. You know, Matthew five sixteen. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, again, I, I've talked the first couple of weeks about, I think, maybe we got the deeds and the grace a little bit out of out of whack there in, in the church in the past or whatever. We kind of th- thought we kind of had to earn the grace, which kind of seems so kind of crazy. But, uh, but anyway, just good, good, good stuff. Um You know, and I was going to say too, you know, sometimes ministry just because of the situation has to to happen kind of in a one-on-one kind of setting. But if you think about it, there's probably, you know, Pam reminded me of this kind of when we were talking about this topic is doing things with others is like the best way to get connected to people. I mean, whether that's in, you know, I can remember when Seth was in high school, you know, and we painted the football field on Thursday nights. Well, painting the football field ain't a lot of fun. But we get all the parents out there, and it was just, it became this little community of doing that. And it was that shared experience of taking something that wasn't a lot of fun and, and made it kind of a lot of fun. And I feel like, in the same way that our ministries here, like when we see something that needs to be done when we choose to do that in a group it brings us together it's kind of a and again you just kind of, you're just constantly expanding your your kind of your kind of sphere of witnesses here at Otter Creek like I said our shared service is a witness to the world it binds us together in community and forms us into the likeness of Christ let's see Pat would you read this for me
4: but Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. And
0: continue.
4: Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Thank
0: you. So, another discussion question: Why do you think God's plan for us includes us serving others? What happens to us we when we serve others? We've talked about this a little bit, but any more comments? Yes, Miss Rebecca. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Okay. I think it gets us outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and gets the perspective on the life of <clears throat> it gets respect on the lives of other people and it just it, it really broadens my horizons when I do that it just does, doesn't make me just grateful for what I have but it, it, it helps me empathize realize that God's got a big picture and he loves all of these people and and that you know I, I don't hold any place over them that we're all his children right here time to live
0: our lives. Yeah. You know and there there there's it's it's undeniable, it is truly undeniable that our our the way we're I think we are most effective in serving and loving others. Is when we have a shared experience of something that we can share because there's just there's it's for, for, like there's just certain things I can't speak to. I haven't lost my spouse. I can't speak to that in a, in the way that somebody that has can. So I think again, I just think all of those things uh, influences what we're able to serve. And I just I, I, there's no greater thing I feel like than to share something when you walk it with somebody. On a road that you've walked yourself. I, I just don't think, I don't think there's any way you can replace that in terms of experience. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know if, uh, y'all know Candy Christmas, and her story of uh, uh, Bridge Ministry, University, so uh, Jersey City, local local Okay. History, but, um, I got involved few years ago. <clears throat> there's nothing about, uh, I call them, my brothers and sisters, uh, sitting under dealers or all those things that God uh, used to live down in, when, when they hear the message of Jesus uh, you've never heard of, from some of that saying oh how I love Jesus they say they say right. uh, much different language.
3: yeah
1: um, I, I think that represents sort of Revelation 7 where John says and then there was this crowd of people that uh, it was too big it was too big to, it was, um, too big to even count and every tongue and tribe and, and, and nation is that That is the kingdom of God. We
0: can mm-hmm. experience that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Art? One of the things that um, I think I've been guilty
2: of is I think I see people locally and I don't think about you know, them that they're the same as me. But one of the blessings I've had the last several years in we travel internationally and, and deal with a lot of people. Halfway around the globe, is they're just like us. They have the same needs, they're great, the same desires. They're, they're, they're made in the image of God, and it took me seeing that in another place to realize, you know, that I should feel that way about people here. But I get jaded and in the political discussion and all the things around me that makes me think, why am I thinking differently? But I'll go eight thousand miles away and go into a village in Zimbabwe and help do things to them that they are so. It makes such an impact, and I think, you know, why do I have to? Why do I have I got it in my head that's how I serve them sometimes when it's right here in front of right. us? And I've probably been as guilty of that in the past as anybody, but it's just it's easy, I think, in our world to think like that That you know, they're right here in our own backyard, like yeah, in many places where the insulator says, I think, sometimes, with value, with, with, with the
3: the 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 yeah, <laughs> but,
0: you Can't you know, you
3: know, as children. We all know children and they they believe the world revolves around them. And the only reason we as a man and uncle think we exist is to be in the presence (laughs) of (laughs) God. And and we think we grow out of that. But by serving other people, it gets us out of the center of our world. And we can put put questions in our but if we can, for a moment, what would it be like to be in the center of their world?
0: I saw another hand here. I didn't, yeah. This is, this is sort
3: of a bigger
1: picture, but when you think about this country, all the problems that we have, and we could you know, list them forever, uh, if it weren't for Christ and Christians, think of the hospitals that wouldn't have been built, the schools, mm. and orphanages, the uh, food pantries. You know, we, th- this country would look a lot different if it weren't for Christ. Mm.
0: Good. Good point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, good, good points. I'm afraid i not too much. So, uh, so trying to think uh, practically about uh, Otter Creek and kind of what's going on here, and and uh, and uh, what, what we're doing at the present, and what you know. And one thing you know, I'm a, I, if anybody's been around me knows that I've I've always kind of kind of uh, Hit this topic, but Otter Creek has a really strong history of having ministries that come up from the membership, uh, and you know, myself kind of being in leadership now, uh, you know, I I think it's a great environment for saying. Uh, Yes, if you see a need, don't wait. You don't have to wait for. Uh, I mean, there's just there's a very very good precedent for that, and I think that's a really good thing. That some of the best things we do as a church have come from the, just the membership, not from necessarily leadership. Now again, they were that member that member was leading. I don't want to get that confused either by doing that. But I'm just saying. I mean, and I, and every week I forget the name, but just like I give this example of the. Huh? wraparound ministry that was just recently started it was started because people saw a need and they said this is something we need to be about and and now they're doing that wraparound where they're supporting adoptive and foster parents and I I just I love that the kinda organic kinda thing so I'm just saying we have a great we have a great history and I hope we will continue I hope that never really changes Uh, so you know, as as you think, you know. Again, this this group is. As I look out over there, I like see some of y'all people. It's like no way y'all are. It's, you know, cause I will be fifty nine next week. I am just about to be in this demographic myself. <laughs> uh, you know, I know everybody sees Pam. They think I'm probably forty five. But no, <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, you know, I, I, I just think I look I look out over this group, and again, I don't want to get too too emotional about this but I just see so many people that have served this church so well for so long and I know probably it it can almost be it, it can be tempting sometimes to kind of say I've kind of I've kind of done my thing when you get in this and again I'm I'm not trying to pick out anybody specific or anything like that but I'm just saying I I can just see myself thinking that could be a challenge but you, you, you really have such a great ability to continue to impact. And let me just tell you, the young families and that are they're going through those processes, Pam and I, we often reflect on the, on the kind of the mentor families that really gave us good advice when we were thinking about raising our children. So I hope you will just continue to pour into, even though that's not really technically a ministry, I think there's, it's just such an organic thing to want to continue to reinvest in that next generation. Because again, conceding what I said earlier in the class, I mean sometimes it is easy to say, man I, do, I just don't like some of the directions I'm seeing, whatever. Rise above that. I want to encourage you, rise above that. And again, I'm speaking to myself as well, so please know that. Uh, and Pam is no greater, we're no greater witness than that, but uh, I'm just saying. These these young families, uh, they need they need they need the wisdom that's in this room. They need the wisdom that's in this room. <clears throat> so again, local missions. You know, wow. Room in the inn. Let's just let's see. I think I. Let's, let's see. I don't. Okay. Uh, hold on. And I'm not really good at this. I've gotten better. Trust me, this is my third week. I've gotten better at using uh, this. This is not something. I work for myself, but I'm a one-person firm, so we don't do a lot of this where I work. <laughs> but uh, Room in the Inn, Wayne Green Christian Child Care Center, Meals on Wheels, Pound I delivered yesterday. And Let me tell you, somebody said something about down at the, down under the bridge. Well, I'm telling you, some of those folks you deliver over there on a, uh, well, mm-hmm. South. Uh, I, I told Pam. I said, yesterday, I said almost every one of them has either a cross or a picture of Jesus." And let me tell you, they want to like make sure you're you're at a good place too. Like I have <laughs> usually I have something shared with me, a pamphlet, or a book, or something like that, or whatever. Uh, so anyway, I'm just saying it's 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 a different world, but it's a beautiful world. And again, we just. When we go there, we just have to lick those people and just say, You're just like us. We're just trying to get through this thing, trying to figure this thing out. Uh, but anyway, Rainweed, Mills on Wheels, 3435 Store, Teapot Ministries, which I don't know a lot about, but the Prison Outreach Ministries, which is a wonderful thing. Green Street. And again, if you, if you don't know what these things are, that's okay. I think probably a lot of you in this room do. But uh, talk to an elder. Let me tell you, Becky Frazier. I'm telling you, if you don't know Becky, I'll be happy to introduce her to you because she has a heart for ministry and she, she spends her day every day thinking about serving others. So if, there's, if you feel like you want to be utilized in a different way, I guarantee you Becky will find a way for you to be utilized. Um, let's see, Global missions. You know, we continue to support... I'm, I think I'm one thing ahead. We continue to support ministries like Exile. You know, you know uh, I'm proud to say this, like, you know, West End is still evolving what the West End campus is going to be. But when we kind of agreed to take that on, I'm looking at Fred over there, uh, Jeff, Tom's in here. You know, one of the things we said, we yes, we, we will conduct traditional, like, Sunday worship service there, but we really want that to be a ministry center. We just think that place is, that location is unique. And so we're going to continue to try and host um, uh, ministries like Exile International. And it, you know I heard them advertise on uh, The Fisher, one of the uh, uh, Christian stations the other day. And I was so proud to think that we host that in our building. And we will continue to look for opportunities like that. Um, Living Water. I mean, man, those, man, can there be any just more basic? I mean, again, we, are, we have done so many things. It is easy. It is easy for us to get a little bit cynical, and not and things and, and be aware of all the challenges that we're facing right now in our country, in our city, in our in our church, and not look at all the things that are good that are happening. But Living Water, man, I got to go to to Nicaragua. Excuse me, Guatemala. I said Nicaragua. Uh, Nicaragua's right there too. This past summer, and that's the first time Kevin Covet had been working on me for a long, long time. So at 58, I did it. For the first time, and it was not easy. It was not easy, I'm telling you. It was not easy, but it was a great experience. Um, I'm trying to, I'm not sure why my thing. Uh, we're almost out of time. Oh, you got something to say right there? Well, I was getting
2: to say, like, I came to see you today. <laughs> last week in the same lesson, one thing
1: came up in the class last week. Um, you know, with really these always great musicians we have here, you did the championship.
2: All these things a uh, did right? So all these people,
0: Yep. So any you, or that church, did any right. It's ministry it's teams like now. It's not so you MCC. Show, but you need, you
1: know, being that right. You now, so right. You
0: need yeah. Yep. Yep. No. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's what it takes. I mean that's what it, t- it takes—that advocate, that person that's going to grab the banner and kind of take it, right? And hopefully it's a group. Maybe it's, it starts out as one and it's a small group or whatever. So we're almost out of time. Um, but again, just just thinking about you know all the ways we're able, you know, and that again, I, I, uh, we never realize. I, I just want to say this as a last comment. And again, I hope some of y'all will stay around. I'm going to play a video. Uh, we never realize the impact we're having on people. Sometimes, I, I literally, after last week's class, <laughs> it seemed like a different life. I played softball for Creevall uh, Church Christ. And this, this young man came up to me last, uh, last week, and he's like, you don't know me, do you? And I said, I said well, no, I don't think, I don't remember you. I have know a lot of people in my life. I don't think I remember He said, I said, give me a clue. He said, softball. And I said, are you Don's son? So he was probably, I don't know, seven years old at that time or something like that. It was Don Kennedy. You see Don Kennedy roofing signs everywhere, right? It was his son, his oldest son. And he just, he just came up and he was like, I just, I just always loved you, Lincoln. You were always positive. You were always encouraging people, whatever. And I just told him, I said, man, you just made my day. But I'm, just, I'm not saying that to toot my horn. I'm saying that to share you just don't realize. And if, if Miss Mary's funeral told us anything yesterday is that, man, men, serving others and, and loving others takes a lot of different forms. But one way we can all do it is by loving and, and, and uh, spreading joy everywhere we go, everywhere we go.